everyone. To the CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, December the 26th. Christmas is over. All these people, 364 days to Christmas, they still got their decorations up. I don't understand. Um, we will talk about, not Christmas, we will talk about Virginia's bowl game, obviously, going down in a few days in Charlotte. We could have done this podcast, I guess, later in the week, but that wouldn't have required somebody to do a whole bunch of finagling of a podcast in a hotel room, and nobody needs that. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, the Belk Bowl, we're going to talk about South Carolina, we're going to give our picks, as always. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. Up in Fishersville, David Spence is on the show. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, Brad. It's a... Uh... It was a Merry Christmas, and I'm still paying for it. Who Dave's on the board, at Who Dave's on Twitter. And up in Arlington, staff writer Justin Ferber, also on the show. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Um, trying to do better than – send this year off better than Paul Johnson sent his career off tonight. Yeah. At Justin that. underscore Ferber on Twitter. And Death to the option. Cavs Corner, also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for the in-game updates, content items, and the occasional Twitter video embed, which is something I figured out today. Shouts out to everybody who uh, told me I should do that. All right. So Virginia obviously has a, a, a big – let's, let's start there, actually. A big game on Saturday. Do we think this is a big game? Um, the, I was on a podcast with uh, Gamecock Central, uh, the Rivals affiliate for South Carolina, earlier today, and, and, and he asked me a similar question. You know, are, are Virginia fans really plugged into this? Do they care more about the basketball team, that kind of thing? And um, I was like, yeah, man. Like they care, and then I thought about it more, and and I wondered where the the pendulum is. Um, Dave, you are you are our uh, barometer for all things hand wringing UVA fan. Um, how invested are you in this game, and and what are what's your emotion right now, s- several days out? I mean, look, bowl games are always weird, and you know, obviously we don't we haven't had a whole lot in the past decade plus to um, to remember how weird they are. But the gap in time between your final game and your bowl game, in this case a little longer than last year, you almost forget about football a little bit. And it takes a while to get back into that mindset. And as we approach um, you know, the weekend, I, f- I do find myself a little more interested than I was, say, dealing with all the holiday stuff coming up. Um, so I- I'm probably I'm more invested than I was a week ago, and I'll be – as soon as I – get in Charlotte Friday afternoon, that's when I'll be locked in. Now, as far as what it means for the team and the program, um, I'm not sure. Like, uh, Winning it would be great. Like, there's, there's never any bad game to win, right? And going to the offseason with, you know, with a little, you know, carrying your head a little bit higher as a fan and you'd assume as a, as a team and player. Um, plus, you know, South Carolina didn't have a great season, but you know, they were a middle-of-the-pack team in the best you know, I think it's pretty clear it's the best football conference. Um, it just so means chance, more, Dave. Yeah, it just means more. Um, yeah, so it's, it is a chance to kind of make a statement. I don't think it changes anything that happened in the conference games at the end of the year. Um, and if they do lose, I don't think it's going to be the end of the program because we saw we saw what losing, how they turned last year's big loss into a motivation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it is big just because of an SEC school and – it would be nice to kind of get some positive momentum as a fan base going into next season. I think the thing for me, um, I mean, if you can kind of cut out all the noise of like, oh, bowl games don't matter and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I, I realize for a lot of people, this is this is 
what happened today in Dallas with the uh, um, whatever it bowl game it was called uh, with Boston College and, and um, Boise State. Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. There you go. Uh, I realize right. I realize that this that... Surf Pro Surf Pro's uh, a slogan, by the way, is like it didn't even happen. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Because they, I guess they do like carpet repair after you know like a disaster in your house or something, but. It kind of works for this one. Like a Gremlins does that? Anyway, I digress. Um, I realize this is going to rock a lot of people's uh, sort of view because people care about this, right? And everybody's like the whole like joking on Twitter, you know, joke, whatever. Like, oh, there's so many bowl games. But like bowl games are, like Dave said, a a weird sort of thing uh, in general. But like when you you think about the opportunity to go and for Virginia to get an eighth win, um, you know, I, 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 I think it's undeniable, right, that going out with a win is great but the bigger impact is momentum like rem- remember a year ago right virginia had just just qualified for a bowl they're going to go back to a bowl there was so much excitement and then they go and get thrashed right and the everything the the whole entire conversation around virginia football changed right now yeah they last they lost the last two games of the season but they had a really good recruiting class they go out to win this game perception in a lot of ways is reality now that's not to say that like i've said before teenagers don't really watch these games but when you when you go into you know a conversation with a kid and you say hey we won eight games last year we won two the, two years ago we, we're going the right direction that's a significant statement what, what are your what are your thoughts here Ferber? what do you, are, are are these i don't know um these points all mine or what do you would you say you agree i mean i agree for the most part um it's just like i think everything is kind of how it's viewed um with with regards to bowl games for some teams, it's a reward for a great season. Um, I think that's particularly true of the teams in like the MAC, for example. It's a it's an opportunity to play on a bigger stage against a team from another league that they probably wouldn't get to play against. Um, maybe even a Power Five team, and I think that that translates as well to some of the Power Five teams. And I think Virginia is one of those teams where it's kind of like you're on the way up, you're ascending as a program. Uh, it's good to kind of see tangible results for what you're doing like the hard work that you're putting in and getting invited to a bowl game um especially against an sec caliber opponent uh is is a good you know tangible reward for for the progress that's being made i do think that it's important for this team because of all the things that you guys mentioned but also because not just the momentum going into the offseason but if they continue to lose these late season games it's going to start to look like a trend Right. And I think that you can already maybe identify that uh, in the in the season, the first Broncos season. I don't think they won a game after the beginning of October. Um, obviously, they only won two that year, so they pretty much lost consistently throughout the year. But um, last year they went six and three and then lost their last four. So they didn't win. And I think the Georgia Tech win was like November 2nd, but they didn't win after that. And then this year, you know, they beat Liberty. But, I mean, if that game hadn't been where it was on the schedule, they wouldn't have won that one either. And they were close. I mean, they would have, you know, obviously, usually they would have been playing an ACC team in that spot. Um, and, and they were close in their last two regular season games, just like they were close against Miami last year. Uh, but they weren't able to ultimately win any of those games. So I think that it would be good to show, like, all right, you know, the team could refocus or gather itself and beat a good team um, at the end of the season, and uh, maybe the late season struggles that they've had are more of a blip on the radar or just kind of a weird anecdote than a trend that maybe something needs to be done differently in the future. 
Yeah, I, I think in general, like bowl games, you know, they're weird for one, as we've discussed. But the only people who really remember the result are yours, yours, you know, the schools that are in the game, their immediate rivals, you know, and the team who got butted out of the game because over that team. So Georgia Tech fans yeah. will be really interested in this game. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, even like rivals, like I couldn't tell you who Tech played in their bowl game four years ago or and what no, happened. No, but like, yeah, so they it matters for like you know. 10 minutes for the rest mm-hmm. of the world. It typically doesn't matter. Um, yeah. They're kind of just uh, memories. Yeah. I do think being in a bowl game is important. Um, just, you know, the unlimited practices and, and the, and the exposure that gets you. But the thing that I was thinking about with, while you guys were talking is how that early signing thing has kind of changed some. Of yeah. You. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Um, you don't have to win. <laughs> you, you've got your guys locked down by then. Um, but it's, this bowl game in particular, you know, Saturday, it's a little unique. You know, it is it's not a top flight bowl, it's, but it's, you know, it's not a not a low level bowl either. But it just happens to be on the Saturday when most people are planning to watch college football all day. Um, so there's going to be a lot of odds flip into this game, whether they're watching. I can't remember who's going against at the same time. It's but uh, a Florida, Florida and Michigan. But yeah, that game so, will be super boring. Yeah. So kids, people will be flipping back and forth watching that game, getting ready for the. 4 p.m. college football playoff. So you have more eyes than normal. Um, but yeah, I mean, Saturday. I think being there is the big thing. Not embarrassing yourself is another. If you win, you're going to taunt it as you know, a big moment. If you lose, you're going to say it's a learning experience and motivate us for next year. I think another thing, too, if – I mean, look, if you get rocked, I mean, like Virginia did last year, that's memorable. But otherwise, it's even if you win, unless you're the one doing the rocking, right? I mean, it's not. I mean, it's, it's memorable to, to – it would be memorable to UVA fans and to folks who cover UVA. But like you said, like you can't, you know, you, you don't know who Tech played in the such and such bowl two years ago. But what is important, I think even bigger than the whole idea of the eyeballs and people watching on ABC is like is narratives matter and narratives are not facts, right? Narratives are facts in pl- with feeling and all that stuff around it, right? You win eight games, that sounds like a lot, right? Even if you play, you know, 12 now eight sounds like a lot eight sounds like some serious like a really good season and i think we can all we can all appreciate that virginia had a good season to take a step forward get back to a bowl game you know for a while there, contend in the coastal um but winning eight games would would obviously would, would be a big deal and i think you know i i think it's a constant for fans that you want to keep moving forward yeah, right. It's a constant for the team and the program that you want to show tangible progress. Um, at this early stage, it, it feels like any potential negative is a dramatic thing, whereas positives are not necessarily few and far between, but they it, you, it takes more. Right. It takes more positives to move forward than it does negatives to move back. And I feel like you go out in your bowl game and win, it gives you nice momentum, but it, it sort of has to fit the overall narrative. And that would fit for UVA if they lose you would not have, because of the recruiting class, I think, and because of the step forward this year, there's a little bit more bona fides in the table, right? So, so I think you would have a little bit more, um, a little more out there that shows, you know, forward momentum. Um, but it certainly would, 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 take a, would take a hit. Now, in terms of South Carolina as a team, I mean, I believe down to my core that, that Debo Samuel not having him is a big deal in this game. Ferber, you you just wrote the five to watch. You'll have the preview later this week. As you're digging into South Carolina, how big of a deal to you is it that they? I mean, are we just focusing on this because hey, it's an easy thing to focus on, or is this a a real, live, tangible, meaningful thing? 
Um, I think as as far as South Carolina is concerned, I think that they're still pretty good. I mean, I, I mean, I think that winning this game would be an important step forward. Um, not unlike the early season Grow Bowl wins, ironically in Charlotte. Um, so I think, I mean, those were kind of looked back on now as kind of, oh, it was a sign of progress being made. And obviously the fan base was charged up for those games. So I think that it's important. And like you said, anecdotally, I mean, on the recruiting trail, you can say things like we've been to two bowl games in a row and we won this one and we won eight games and we beat an SEC team and all that stuff. So I think if, if you can continue to, you know, move in that direction, people can say like, all right, you know, this is where they are, but the trend is up and there's signs that it's, you know, the program's improving and that things can be better in the next few years when a prospective recruit might actually be on the team. So I think that those things are important. I mean, uh, but like I said, I mean, it all depends on the program. And, and I mean, some teams, like if, uh, if Alabama ended up in the Belk Bowl, I mean, they would be, you know, on the one hand, it would be a huge disappointment, but on the other hand, it would also be like a game that you can't lose to Virginia. So, you know, I, I think that's probably South Carolina probably feels like they could have ended up in a better place. Um, but now that they're here, it's a it's a good opportunity for them. And they if they lose, I feel like they'll have a meltdown within their fan base as far as, you know, they don't. I, I still think there's an ACC SEC bias thing where it's kind right. of like they don't they don't feel like they should lose to schools like that even though they lose to one every year. Um, but I mean I, that's I guess that's a little different. But you know what I mean. I think too. Like uh, I mean, look, that's a thing that's going to be there forever, right? Um, I mean, it, it's it's going to be there that that SEC ACC thing. Uh, I, during that podcast, I was talking to Emerson um, with the uh, South Carolina site and. He basically said to me before we went on, like, um, you know, what do you think? Uh, you know, is there a real angle here with the whole, you know, South Carolina used to be an ACC and there's some history and stuff. And I mean, I, I said to, to some extent, yes. I mean, I think it is sort of an interesting storyline, an interesting angle. Uh, I think the fact that this is a regional game, you know, you, you know, Virginia, South Carolina, Charlotte in the middle, sort of. Um, I, I think that part is probably bigger i mean i expect that there will be a crap ton of um south carolina fans in this game um but as i'm looking sort of at this whole entire matchup you know to ferber's point yeah i think sc they, their fans would be very upset if they lose this game but i think that's more about the season they may be expected to have than it is specifically about virginia i think if they lost to anybody in a non you know quote-unquote big deal bowl they would probably feel yeah. that way um now not having samuel to me uh, the more I look at it and and reading, you know, editing your five to watch, the more I think like uh, I expect that South Carolina will have some wrinkles um, that Virginia hasn't seen on film because of having some different guys. Maybe ask some guys who have done X, Y, and Z to do things a little differently. But the offense isn't going to change. I don't think they're going to roll out, you know, something new. Um, they're not all of a sudden going to go southpaw on you. Um, so, Dave, as as you start thinking about this game and and you're obviously getting ready to make a pick here in a few. Uh, what's your comfort level with the matchup, and and how do you sort of see this thing sort of setting up? I mean, I, comfort level like South Carolina is good. I mean, look, the SEC ACC bias in football exists because it's a real thing. Like you, know, you like it or not. Um, I mean, we don't think you know when people complain about the ACC bias in basketball, we don't. Yeah, you know, we we think they're full of it because we see it every night. SEC football is just a little bit different. Now, you can argue that it's different because of, you know, 
talent or or stuff being done under the table uh, helping acquire that talent but on the field it's a different thing um you know sure it just means more dave yeah i mean it 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 does it means more you pay more Um, yeah and i just (laughs) i I honestly i just meant that you know they would perception wise they might they're better than virginia probably but if they lost they would they would it would be to them like if uva had lost a liberty yeah that's the way they view themselves (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'd be like it'd be like UVA losing a you know a basketball game to Van you know Vanderbilt or someone like that level. Like right. you, you know, they're a decent program. South Carolina, you should be or, or South Carolina. Um, <laughs> so, um, as far as my comfort level, like South Carolina, what South Carolina does the best is what we're pretty good at stopping. You, know, our our pass defense is pretty good. Um, but I think South Carolina reminds me a little bit of NC State. You know, a team that passes because that's their best weapon, but it's not like they're I don't. I never thought NC State was poor at rushing the ball. I just thought they were in disinter- disinterested in doing it, and that's what I feel like with South Carolina. When they do run it, they're they're pretty good. Um, so you know, just like we were talking about earlier with with build up for bowl games, um, it's hard to know what you're going to get. Like, is South Carolina, has South Carolina been working out and game planning and and really buying in with with all the Devo's not playing stuff and is Bentley going to go pro? All that all that distraction um, going to a game that is, you know, not a, I don't think it's a low end game for them, but it's not, you know, it's just a bowl they're going to, um, you know, will Virginia be motivated and game plan? So for, for that reason, it's, it's hard to have a clear, I think this team is better than this team. Um, I think what, what they do well, we can stop, but if, if they're smart, they're just going to run the ball and take advantage of our, our defensive line deficiencies. So, and as far on their defense, they're not they're not world beaters, but they're probably better than a bulk of the defenses we played in the ACC this year. So we're going to have to be clean, um, better at the point of attack, and better protecting Bryce. Um, and then you know Bryce's health. Hopefully, hopefully the Tom off has helped him, but it's pretty clear in all the pictures of him, he still got you know still got the pinky injury. Um, hopefully the ankle's good to go. Sounds like it is. So it's it's going to be interesting, man. Like either way. Virginia coming out and smoking them wouldn't surprise me just because of all that other stuff and them coming out and smoking Virginia because they're a better team than we think they are. Um, They've only really lost to really highly ranked teams. Wouldn't shock me either. So my comfort level, not good. So wait, hold on. Back up a step. (laughs) Yes. Did you just say that you wouldn't be surprised if Virginia smoked them? No, I don't think I'd be shocked because, you know, I'd be happy, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Bowl games are weird. Yeah, would you have predicted Navy to smoke us like that last Um, year? Given all of the defensive line injuries, maybe. Um, But put it like we actually have we actually have on record predictions for that game that we. I was going to say, but if you had told me, "Hey, Brad, Navy's going to smoke them," I wouldn't have been like, "No," I would have been like, "Really?" If you tell me Virginia is going to is going to smoke South Carolina on Saturday, I'm going to be like, "No." Not to I'm say not that they can't they win. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I, think I just don't think it takes a lot to smoke someone in a bowl game. That, now, that's that's um, probably true. If you I get up don't... a couple of touchdowns and one more thing goes bad, like, what are they playing for at that point? But it, um, I would say, though. And that, I think that's what happened at Navy. Right. I would say, though, that this is the best team UVA's faced this season, and I don't think it's particularly close. And whether they whether whether it's a bowl game and it's weird or not, like, that, I think it would just be, you know. Now, that being said, Virginia I think probably, they're on par with NC State. I, I think they're probably better than NC State. Yeah, personally, 
Um, especially if Debo Samuel's playing, but he's not. So we, we, we can't take that into account. Um, I kind of feel like as we look at the X's and O's of this thing, um, I'm, I'm, I keep focusing on these things that don't matter. Right. And I know that sounds weird as to, as a, as a, um, uh, as a way to bring in a com or a comment. Right. But like, I keep thinking about like, um, how motivated are, you know, is this and that? And like, what's the crowd going to be like? Because I mean, for a lot of people, who live in and around Charlotte or who maybe even live in, you know, Richmond or whatever, like going to this game is, is fairly easy, but like bowl games are, are not games. You're going to be worried about streaming, right? They're going to be on real TV where you, you know, it's HD. You can see kids freckles across their noses. You know what I mean? Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I wonder like, this is a bigger stadium than what Virginia played in last year. And it's going to be, I mean, are we, what do we think the crowd's going to be like here? I mean, do we think it's going to be full? Do we, what are we, what no. are we expecting? No, it's no, not, no, right? it won't be full. Right. I'm so, thinking low 40s. Right. So, oh, I mean, for, maybe, for maybe Virginia, that's not, you know, I mean, that's pretty much par for the course. What does that mean for South Carolina? I, I doubt they go, they play in many games where the place isn't it's mostly packed, right? Um, it just seems Vanderbilt. like there's so many weird, <laughs> there's so many weird intangibles, or, I mean, like stuff around the game. Right. But the actual X's and O's, I just feel like at its most basic level, Virginia runs the ball. Virginia wins the game. Virginia can't run the ball, can't keep that offense off the field, regardless of whether or not Debo Samuel's playing or not. Uh, the Edwards kid's pretty good. The offense, the scheme is pretty solid. Bentley's obviously a really good quarterback. I think maybe I have made the mistake of making a mountain out of the Debo uh, molehill. Um, Dave, let's start with you. I don't, I, you can lead into your pick. But you don't have to jump into your pick if you don't want to. But just generally speaking, uh, what do you feel like Virginia has to do to win? You know, if Virginia wins this game, what did the Cavaliers do well and why? They scored twenty four plus. <laughs> um, no, I mean I think it's it's just going to be you know not not to sound like beating a broken broken drum. You know, <laughs> be, good lord. Oh, let me <laughs> let me back this thing. Let me back this <laughs> truck up and start again. It's been um, a long few days. It, got, it really has. Um, yeah, I, I think it just comes down to this, the same thing every football game does, man. It's you know, it's protecting the ball, um, being, yeah, you know, being motivated, being being healthy, having a good game plan. Um, but you know, turnovers and red zone efficiency—that those are the two things that killed Virginia in the games they lost this year. You do those things against South Carolina, you're you're probably going to lose. Um, you do those against anyone when you're a team like Virginia that's kind of right there from taking the next step as far as playable depth and all that stuff, um, it's hard to recover from. But, you know, I think Virginia's got to be not be afraid to take shots down the field. Uh, I don't think South Carolina's defensive backfield is that great. Um, they're very athletic up front. So they're going to have to going to have to have some screen stuff, you know, wide receiver screen, quick outs, that kind of thing that kind of keep their pass rush off. And take a few deep shots to keep their safeties deep. Um, but you know, as far as our defense and, and what how to stop them, I, I think we've seen teams with similar schemes. It's just going to be executing um, that side of the ball. <laughs> just never really concerned me because I feel like we figured out during the game. It's just can the offense do enough to match right. if it takes them a little longer to figure out. Right. Um, uh, yeah. As far as my pick, I'm still iffy on this one, man. Like. I, I still feel like Virginia's going to win it because I'm making the trip and spending a couple days there. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. Uh, I, especially, you know, the weather looks like it's going to turn. may not get any rain, knock on wood. Um, 
Bryce will probably be the healthiest we've seen him in quite a while. And I think he wants to make a statement. He, you know, he's, he's a guy who can do that. You know, you've got OZ going out and Chris Peace last game. I just think Virginia's got a little more, you know, you know a little more, a little bit more motivation to win this game. Um, I think they'll jump on them early and, and kind of hang on. So I'm going to go Virginia winning this thing 24 to 21. 24 21. Yep. Ferber, you're obviously going to write the preview, so your 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 comments will be a little bit spoilerific. Um, but when when you you typically are the guy of the three of us who has the best sort of gut reaction on these things. So when how do you see this thing colliding? Right, because when this when this thing got announced, what was your immediate reaction, and and how has that sort of changed over the last three weeks and change? My immediate reaction um, was honestly. I thought, kind of touching on what Dave said, it's a good team. It's a good program, name recognition. Um, they have good players. Not a team that you can't beat, though, um, which kind of makes them a perfect bowl opponent, right? I mean, they're from the SEC. They're gonna. They're they're a decent team. Um, they have some good wins. You know, they're they're a competitive SEC East team, but they're not a team that you're gonna just get smoked by. And I'm not saying they won't. But I'm, you know, I mean, the Vegas line itself will show you that they're not expected to do that. Um, and that was before, you know, even before Debo announced that he wasn't going to play. And then some of the other stuff that happened, I mean, they were still not huge favorites. So I think that it's a pretty good matchup on paper. Uh, I kind of think it's going to be a little bit more shootouty than Dave does, I guess, based on the score I'm going to predict. But I think that South Carolina has a tendency to get into those types of games. And the defense will give up points. Uh, they just, they've been a good enough job scoring their own points that, I mean, they've kind of held their own in some of those games. They've won some and lost some. But I think, honestly, you know, I, I don't want to spoil the preview too much. Uh, I write a lot of words, and I want you to read them. But, you know, one of the things that South Carolina has been doing really well in the back half of this season is getting out to quick leads or scoring a lot in the first quarter. Uh, I forget the exact number off the top of my head as far as how many points, but I think in the last six games they're averaging just under two touchdowns per first quarter. So I think that's really important. Like Dave said, in a bowl game, maybe even more important because the quicker you get down, the quicker you give up in a bowl game. I mean, it's just it's the end of the season. Things You feel like things aren't going your way. Maybe there's a tendency to just say, you know what, not meant to be today. You know, we got a lot of football left to play in the future. Hopefully, you know, we'll bounce back next year or whatever. But, And I don't think UVA will, will roll over if they get behind, but I think it's important not just from a momentum standpoint but also from a play-calling schematic standpoint to stay in the game and keep it close or get an early lead because, you know, just like South Carolina likes to build early leads, UVA does too. Um, they've done that in a bunch of games. They've scored on their first possession in, I think, six or seven games. Um, and I think in all seven of their wins, they led at the half and in three of their five losses, they trailed at the half. So it's important to get off to a good start. Um, and, and obviously also defending the deep ball and, you know, UVA secondary, if you look at pro football focus or any of the metrics, they're, you know, off the charts, good, um, throughout the season, but you know, the best offensive system that UVA has faced uh, particularly with the passing game was NC State, and they, ha you know, they got theirs, you know, that day, and they did a lot of it on the ground. You know, they decided instead of just playing in UVA's hands, they kind of hit them with a change up and ran the ball, right, and it worked. And I think we saw Virginia Tech kind of go with that game plan as well. And it's something that I'm surprised a lot of teams didn't try to do throughout the season instead of just trying to 
give up the run after they got behind. Um, so we'll see what South Carolina does, but they do have the ability to hit a lot of deep balls. And like you said, without Debo, that's a huge loss and they're missing one of their best defensive players, best pass rusher and Javon Kinlaw, who had surgery after the regular season finale, um, which is important. And they're missing a starting cornerback in Keyshawn Nixon. And that's a big loss, but um yeah, I mean, they, they take a lot of deep shots down the field. I think uh, the receivers that they have that are still playing, Edwards and Shai Smith and Josh Van, they're still really capable guys, and they'd have a comparable receiver core to what NC State had, maybe a little bit behind. But I think it's going to be a shootout. I think UVA is going to hold their own, and it's going to be a really competitive game, fun game to watch. I think South Carolina edges them out, though. They make a few more plays and, and convert a few more in the red zone than UVA does, something that they've struggled with throughout the year. So I'm going to go South Carolina 35, Virginia 27 in a pretty competitive, fun game. You know, that's a that's a good score. I, I, I've kind of been leaning in a similar um, sort of fashion. I kind of think that, uh, one – I've been, I don't know, I, I can't speak to everybody. I've been so focused on the whole Debo, off, you know, their offense thing. They are so, so banged up on defense. And I, I, as I, though I think that this is, in terms of overall talent, this is the most talented team Virginia will have faced. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could say Miami because that's just a lot of, um, you know, untapped potential there. But that defense is so banged up that, it does bring them down a couple notches. And so if it is a shootout, I, I think Virginia can hang. My question is consistency. Can Virginia be consistent in this game? Especially if, you know, if, if to Ferber's point, if, if South Carolina comes out, jumps out to a nice little lead, um, you know, how, how much of the ghosts of last year's bowl game creep in and, and are they able to sort of do what they've done so many different times this year and sort of turn that page, you know, uh, and focus on, 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 on the task at hand rather than sort of be impacted by what's happened to them. Um, I like Virginia's match a couple of Virginia's matchups in this game. The thing I don't like is overall talent. Usually the more talented team wins. And in, in a game where it's it, to me it feels like a toss up, the more talented team. And I and I looked at this roster and I'm not a big must champ guy. I I'm not a I'm not really sure about him as a head coach, but I do think that they have some good schemes and I do think they have a lot of talented kids. Um, given how banged up their defense is, uh, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I do think it'll be a shootout. Will not be will not surprise me at all. If Virginia wins it, um, but I also think that it makes sense that South Carolina is a team that you would expect to win the game. Um, and so I I think it sort of plays out in in a I don't know I don't call it perfect fashion for UVA, but Virginia can go in as the underdog, can kind of carry that mantle. I think they play better that way. Um, it will feel in some ways, I think, probably like a like a away game because I do think that they're going to be more South Carolina fans there just given the numbers and the location and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think that's actually in, in, in some ways good for UVA um, because I do I think that they've they've struggled at times this year when they they were supposed to, you know, there were things that they were expected to do. I think they're better off when they're when they're doing things that that nobody really saw coming. Um so I think Virginia plays plays this one really tight. Uh, like I said, won't be surprised if they win it, but I'm going to pick South Carolina to win it. Um, give me the Gamecocks 36-33. Um, it just feels like a, a really nip-and-tuck sort of game, and the weather looks like it's going to be great. Um, should be a – I don't know. I don't know how you draw up a better sort of scenario for bowl games unless you can, you know, I don't know, maybe say that both teams are at full strength and, and they are equal. But otherwise, I think this is going to be a really exciting game. Um, and certainly looking forward to uh, hanging out with you two knuckleheads uh, in the process. Um, 
do we think uh, in the big scheme of things, I want to talk a couple, for a couple minutes about just uh, the season in general. Will this will this game, you know, when we when we reconvene this this year podcast in a week, will we be talking about win or lose? Will will this will this game dramatically shape the way you think of this season? Um, does it sort of matter how it plays out, Dave? What's what's your general sense right now, so that we can hold you accountable to it next week? <laughs> I mean, I I think it changes a little bit. You know, if if it comes out in South Carolina, it looks like they're into this game, and Virginia like you know goes toe to toe with them and comes out victorious. I think that's a little bit different than South Carolina, you know, obviously rolling over and Virginia winning. Um, but you know, as a fan, like if they lose, I'll find a, I'll find a silver lining. I, I think the the biggest way to impact next year, in my opinion, is if guys who are back next year make big plays and have a have something to, to kind of build on in the off season. Like if TK finally hits that big ball, or um, you know, Bryce shows he's healthy. I'm trying to think of some other young guys, um, you know, the young running backs, if they get a chance to show out a little bit. Um, I think any of that could change how I feel the game affects next year. Um, and as far as this year, yeah, it, it depends. I mean, a win certainly will help. Uh, I'm a I'm a jaded fan. You know, a loss will really upset me, and then I'll be fine for a couple of days after. What about you, Ferber? How will the How do you expect this game to impact the way you see the season? Yeah, I think it, it depends a lot on how it plays out, honestly. I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but, you know, it, like Dave said, if if it plays out like a lot of the other games UVA has played this year, you know, let's say it plays out like the last two games where they play hard and then come up short, you know, I don't know if that necessarily changes the outlook of the season. It's just kind of a narrative going forward that they need to close out games or win close games. But, you know, if they come out and get blown out, um, I don't know if I don't know how that would affect it really until I see the product. Obviously, it's the last game you see, so it kind of can taint things. But I do remember, you know, driving back with you from Annapolis to DC, and we were kind of like, "What the hell just happened?" Right? And we were going through all the things they could have done differently and issues that they're having right now with the staff and the players and whatever. And then a few months later, you kind of forget. Right. I mean, you move on. You're like, all right, overall, that was a pretty good season. Once the emotion of the game is over with, you kind of can say, like, put it all into perspective and say that was a pretty good year. And, you know, I mean, at this point, the tech game is a month behind us. And I feel completely different about that game now than I I mean, not completely different, but it doesn't really like it overshadow everything the way it did a month ago, Um, at least for me. I think if they win, I think then that, you know, it kind of gives you some more momentum going into the offseason, and it's a sign that things are heading in the right direction. Um, if you lose, it's not necessarily a referendum on your whole season because I think South Carolina is pretty good. Um, but, you know, a lot of it depends on, you know, if they come out and blow South Carolina out, then I think that that could, you know, maybe change the narrative a little bit going into the offseason. If they come out and win close, then that's a good sign, but I don't know if it changes a whole lot. And same if they lose close. Um, it's just, you know, when I see it, I'll kind of know how it all fits into the puzzle. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the progress, you know, we can see the progress being made. I think Bryce Perkins was a revelation. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be undone or like propelled by one game, but it, you know, it's the last thing we're going to see for, you know, nine months. 
and we see very little from you know this group in the in the off season. I mean, we don't get a lot of access to practices, so um, you know it, it will kind of leave a taste in your mouth at least for a little while. What's interesting? What's interesting to me is if you think about. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring up the uh, the bowl last year. Yeah, I had to. I drove home by myself after that game, and if you guys remember, the traffic was a okay, letting out at rush hour on a Thursday or whatever it was. Yeah, that was not ideal. Yeah, that was terrible. But you think about where the program was then. The the quarterback that had led you to a bowl game was graduating. Um, you had, I think, Bryce had signed by then. Oh my God, and I hate you so much right now. Yeah, he what? Did. Is that where you're going? Yep. Go uh, ahead. Now finish. Go ahead. Bogart no, my yeah, entire yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, you had Bryson Brennan. Um, you're losing. You know, your defensive line had just gotten destroyed, and Andrew Brown was leaving, and um, you know, linebackers had gotten destroyed. Micah was leaving. So, just so many, so much was bad at the end of that game, and it turned out to be a really good season following it. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll let Brad finish the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, you know, the funny thing about narratives is that they can flip and. I knew when I walked into spring practice that Perkins was was going to be different, that he was going to be special, that this this kid was was important, right? And I remember at the time talking to you guys about it. And you, oh, you know, but I mean, I, I I don't think that they've even scratched the surface of the potential there and what he could mean for them next year. But I, the reason I asked the question is because I wanted to point out last year, right? You had Drew leaving. You had you know all these dudes on the defensive line were gone. There were all these questions about, you know, what we're going to do here. You had Michael leaving and Quinn leaving. Uh, Kurt was leaving. Um, the whole, not necessarily like the cupboard was bare, but I mean, there was a lot of question as to what was going to happen. And ultimately not only did they figure it out, but they figured it out really well. And that's not to say that next year they're going to take a, a, you know, a comparable step forward. That's not to say that if there aren't, there are questions after this game that they're just going to miraculously answer them. It's just a point to, like, you've seen tangible evidence of of them being able to, to flip a narrative. Um, so even if it does go poorly, I, I think ultimately you blow them out. That's great. If you win, that's good. If you lose a little and it's close, that's not terrible. And if you get blown out, that's really bad. But ultimately. Um, in the big scheme of things, like to Ferber's point, like it's really going to ha- matter, like the how, it, what happens matters probably more than what happens, unless you just blow them out. And nobody's going to care if it was because, you know, they just kept screwing up all over the place. They're only going to be worried about the number. Um, but I, I, I just think it'll be interesting to see what our, what our takes are next week uh, in, in comparison to where they were um, this week. Um, and I think that's a good place to, to put a pin in. I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. If you are somebody who found the website through the podcast, um, it, it's always um, it's always helpful if you leave reviews. Um, if you if you are um, you know so inclined, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is you get your programs, reviews help us. If you're somebody who's found the podcast, haven't found the haven't actually subscribed to the website, feel free to uh, to do that because obviously I, I would appreciate it. We've got obviously a lot of content for this this week. I've got caught up with Chris Clark, who is um, a staff writer for Gamecock Central on the Rivals Network, and talked about um, not the other Chris Clark. Oh yeah. Well, there's multiple Chris Clarks. Wasn't there a tight end named Chris Clark? Uh, yeah. Well, this happened to us on Saturday at the William & Mary game. Oh, that's very true. If you don't remember. I was like, wait, that's not the same Chris Clark, is it? Oh, man. I'm, I'm foolish. <laughs> of, all, of all places, why would I think he landed at William & Mary? You're like, really? Like, not that dude. Um, 
I, where was I in the whole spiel? Um, so anyway, so yes, I caught up with Chris to talk about, to get that vantage point. And I think it's going to be interesting. That'll drop uh, in the afternoon as you hear this. Um, obviously, Ferb will be writing our preview. We will be down in Charlotte doing all kinds of fun things uh, and, and covering it for the site. So give us a look at CavsCorner.com. Again, for David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.